0: Section six of the MacDermots of Ballycloran. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by John O'Reardon. The MacDermots of Ballycloran by Anthony Trollope. Section six. Father John, Part One. It were just this, your reverence, as makes me so hurried about getting the thing done. I heard tell that Tom Ginty, the pig-jobber, had come home to Drummond from where he was away to Vatlone, and they'd be telling me he brought a trifle of money with him, and your honour knows that Mary had half given him a promise before he went. And so, your reverence, lest there be any scrimmage betwixt Ginty and I, you see, it's as well to get the marriage done off-hand. Oh, yes, I see, you were afraid Tom Ginty would be taking Mary Brady's pigs to Athlone. That was it, was it? No, your honour, I, w- I were not afraid of that. But it might be as well, there should be no scrimmage betwixt us, as in course there would not be, and we once man and wife. But in course, Mary has promised me now, so she couldn't go and act like that. Why, no, Dennis. Not well, unless, you know, she was to find your cow wouldn't have any calf, eh? Oh, bother, it for a calf, then. No, for not being a calf, Dennis. And then, Your Honour, I'll just go and speak to Father Cullen about it. Though he's not so good-humoured like, at least he doesn't always be laughing at a boy. Come back here, MacGovary, and don't be a fool. Father Cullen's gone to Drummond. I think I heard him say that Tom Ginty wanted him. Is it Tom Ginty? But sure, what would Tom be doing with Father Cullen? Wouldn't he be getting his own priest? Well... What time will your Reverence come up to Pat Brady's tomorrow? Well, get the mutton done, Dennis, about seven tomorrow evening, and I'll be with you. But you'll ask Tom Ginty, eh? Sorrow afoot then, nor Betsy Kane, Dennis? It aren't for me to be ax in the company, Father John, but if Betsy likes to come up and shake her feet and take her sup, she's welcome for me. Well, that's kind of you, and you know. You could be asking after that. Well, then Father John made be long before he spake another word to you Baron me sins that is Well Dennis, I've done. Look you now you've a good supper for the boys and lots of the stuff. Let there be plenty of them in it, and don't let them come with their pockets empty. Be dad, they think their priest can live on point without any potatoes. Oh well, Father John Pat says there be plenty of them in it. And a great wedding he says he'll make of it. There's a lot of the boys over from Mohill is to be there from Mohill, eh, then they've my leave to stay away. Said Father. I don't care how little I see of the boys from Mohill. Why can't he get his company from Drums now and the parish? Oh sure, your reverence, and he'll do that too. Want to be all the balllylorrin tenants and the boys and girls from Drumleash, oh yes, Drumleesh. Drumleash is as bad as Mohill, I'm thinking. It's those fellows in Drumleash that make Mohill what it is. But I suppose Pat Brady would tell me he has a right to choose his own company. Oh, Pat wouldn't tell your reverence the like of that. And he's the boy that would do it directly. And mind this, Montgovery, you've the name of a prudent fellow, and when you're once married, the less you see of your brother in law the better. And stick to your work in drums now, and so I means to do, your reverence. They won't be making me wasting my hard-earned wages at Mrs Mulready's. Pat wanted me to be there last night, of all, as I was coming out of the fair. But no, says I, if you'd like to see your sister respectable, don't be axing me to go there. If you'd like her to be on the roads and me in Carrick Jail, why, that's the way I take it. Stick to that, Dennis, and you'll be the better of it. Well, I'll be down with you tomorrow evening, but mind now, two-thirties in the very least, and you should make it more if you want any luck in your marriage. I'll speak to Pat, Father John. You know that it's his business, but your reverence, Father John, you'll you'll not be saying anything now up there before the boys and girls about, you, you, you know, Betsy Kane, you know. Oh, the cow! Only, you see, if you don't come down with the money as you should... It might be an excuse for your poverty, but Dennis, I'll take care, and if anyone should say anything there about the price of cows or the like, I'll tell them all it isn't Betsy Kane's cow who wouldn't have the calf, though she was engaged. Dennis McGovery now hurried off. Father John called for Judy to take away the cold tea and prepared to sally forth to some of his numerous parochial duties. But Father McGraw was doomed to still further interruptions. He hadn't walked above a mile on the road. He was going to Ballycloran when, coming down the avenue, he saw Pat Brady with his master, Mr Thady. And, of course, he didn't pass by without wanting to speak to them. "'Well, Thady,' well, Father John,' as they shook their hands, "'well, Pat Brady,' well, your reverence.' The latter made a motion with his hand towards his hat, And was the first salutation. It will be remembered that Thady and the other had just been talking over affairs in the rent office, and Thady didn't seem as though he were exactly in a good humour. So, Pat, your sister is getting married to Dennis McGovery. I'll tell you what, she might do a great deal worse. She might do what she pleased for me, Father John, but face, I was tired enough of her myself, so you see, Dennis is welcome to his bargain. What are you going to bring a wife of your own own then divil a wife then accent of reverence pardon, but what would I be doing with a wife who'd keep the house over you now, Pat, your sister's gone? I won't be axin a woman to keep the house over me, so Mary's welcome to go, or she were welcome to stay too for me. I didn't ax her to have him, and by the apostles. When Dennis is tired of his bargain, he'll be recollectin' I wasn't axin' him to have her. Well, Thady, I suppose you and Feeney'll be there, at the wedding, eh? And Pat, you must make them bring Captain Usher. Mrs McGarvery, as is to be, must have the captain at her wedding. You'll be there, Thady? Oh, Pat's been telling me all about it, and I suppose I and Feemy must go down. If Brady chooses to ask the captain, I've nothing to say. And it's not for me to ask him. And so he'd only be quizzing at all he saw. I think he might as well be away. Ah, Thady, but you never think of your priest. Think of the half-a-crown it would be to me. Never mind, Pat, you ask him. He'll come anywhere where Miss Feemy is likely to be, eh, Thady? Then I wish Feemy had never seen eyes on him, Father John. And can't you be doing better than coupling her name with that of his? That way, and he he a black ruffin, and a Protestant, and filling her head up with nonsense. I thought you had more respect for the family. Well, Pat, just go down to them boys, and do as I was telling you. And Pat walked off. And what more respect for the family could I have, Thady, than to wish to see your sister decently married?' And Father John turned round to walk back with young Dermot the way he was going. What better respect could I have? If Captain Usher were not a proper young man in general, your father and you, Thady, would not be letting him so much around with Feemy. And now we're on it. If you didn't mean it to be a match, and if you did not mean they could marry, why have you let him be so much at Ballycloran, seeing your father doesn't meddle much in anything now? That's just the reason, Father John, I couldn't be seeing all day who was in it and who was not. Besides, Feme is grown now, she's no mother, and must learn to take care of herself. No, Thady, she's no mother and no father, poor girl. That can be much use of her. Isn't that the reason you should care more for her? Mind, I'm not blaming you, Thady, for I know you do care for her, and you only want to know how to be a better brother to her. And what could she do better than marry Captain Usher? But, but, but isn't he a black Protestant, Father John? And don't the country hate him for the way he's riding down the poor? He may be a Protestant, Thady, and yet not black. Mind, I'm not saying I wouldn't rather see Feemy marry a good Catholic. But if she set her heart on Protestant, I wouldn't have you be again him for that. That's not the way to show your religion it's only nursing your pride and sure mightn't she make a catholic of him too oh father cullen has tried that well i wouldn't tell father cullen so but i think your sister would show much more power in converting a young fellow the like of usher than poor cullen and then as to his riding down the poor you know every one must do his duty and if the boys will be acting against the laws why of course they must bear the consequences "'not but that I think Captain Usher is too hard upon them. "'But, Thady, are you telling me the truth in this? "'Is it not that you fear the young man won't marry Feemy rather than that he will? "'Why, Father John, I'll tell you why, Thady. "'This Captain Usher has been the intimate friend in your house now for more than six months. "'He has been received there willingly by your father, and willingly by yourself, "'still more willingly by Feemy. All the country knows this. Of course, they all said Feemy was to be married to him. And who would say why she shouldn't, if her father and brother agreed? I always thought it would be a match. As I said before, I would sooner have married Feemy to a good Catholic. I would have thought myself much exceeding my duty as her priest had I said a word to persuade her against it. Now people begin to say, and you know what they say in the parish always comes to my ears, that Captain Usher thinks too much of himself to take a wife from Ballycloran, and that he has only been amusing himself with your sister. And I must tell you, Thady, if you didn't know more of Captain Usher and his intentions than you seem to do, it isn't today you should be thinking of what you ought to do. Thady walked on with his head down, and the priest went on. I've been meaning to speak to you of this some days back, for your poor father is hardly capable to manage these things now, and it's the respect I have for the family, and the love I have for Feemy, and, for that matter, for you too, that makes me be mentioning it. You ain't angry with your priest, are you, Thady, for speaking of the welfare of your sister? If you are, I'll say no more. Oh no, angry, no, no, Father John, in course I ain't angry, but what can I do then? "'Bad luck to the day that Usher darkened the door of Ballycloran. "'and bid'ad, if he pays feemy foul, "'he'll shortly enter no door, barren that of hell fire.' "'Wisht, Tadie, wished. "'It's not cursing will do you any good in life, or feemy either.' "'And then continued the priest, "'seeing that poor Macdermott still appeared miserably doubtful "'about what to say or do. "'Come in here a while.' they had just got to the gate of father john's gothic cottage just come in here a while and we'll talk over what is best to do they entered into the little parlour in which MacGoverry had shortly before been discussing his matrimonial engagements and having closed the door and this time taking care that judy mccann was not just on the other side of it and making MacDermot sit down opposite him the priest began in the least disagreeable manner he could to advise him on the very delicate subject in question. You see Thady, there is not the least doubt in life poor Feemy's is very fond of him. And how could she not be, poor thing, and seeing no one else there, and mewed up there all day with your father. No blame to her. And in course she thinks he means all right. Only she doesn't like to be asking him to be naming the day or talking to you, or Larry, or the like. And that's natural, too. But what I fear is that he's taking advantage of her ignorance and quietness, you see. And though I don't think she would do anything really wrong, nor would he lead her astray altogether. And if he did, father, I'd knock the brains out of this council, though they hung me in Carrick jail for it. I would, by God. wish now, Tadie, don't mean that at all. Would you get so hot? But what I really mean is this. Though no actual harm might come of it, it doesn't give a girl a good name through the country for her to be carrying on with a young man too long, and that all for nothing. And Feme is too pretty and too good to have a bad word about her. And so, to make a long story short, I think you'd better speak to her and tell her if you like what I say And then, you know, if you find things not just as they should be, ask her not to be seeing the captain any more, except just as she can't help it. And do you tell him that he's not so welcome at Ballycloran as he was, or ask him at once what he means about your sister? It's making too little of any girl to be asking a man to marry her, but better that than let her break her heart and get ill-spoken of throughout the country too. I don't think they dare do that yet. Poor as the MacDermots now are, or by heaven. There's your pride, bad pride again, poor lady. Rich, high or low, don't let your sister leave it to anyone to speak bad of her, or put her in any man's power to hurt her character. At any rate, by following my advice, you'll find how the land lies. But, But you see, Father John, she mightn't exactly mind what I say. Femi has had so much of her own way, and up to this, I haven't looked after her ways. Not so much as I should, perhaps, though, for the matter of that, there's been little need, I believe, but she's been left to herself. And if she gets cross upon me when I spoke of Usher, it would only be making ill blood between us. I'd sooner, a deal be speaking to Captain Usher. Nonsense, Thady, do you mean to say that you are afraid to speak to your sister? When you see the necessity? By speaking to Captain Usher, you mean quarrelling with him, and that'll not do Feemy any good. Well, then, to be sure, I'll do anything you tell me, Father John, but if she doesn't mind me, will you speak to her? Of course I will, Thady, if you wish, but go and see her now, at once, while it's on your mind, and though Feemy may be a little headstrong, I think you'll find her honest with you. i tell you another thing, Father John. Father's so taken up with Usher, and to out with it at once, he's trying to borrow a trifle of money from him. Not that that should stand in my way, but the old man gets obstinate, you know. Oh, then that'd be very bad, Thady. Why doesn't he go to his natural friends for money? and not be borrowing it from a false friend and a stranger. Natural friends? And who is his natural friends? Is it Flannelly and Hyacinth Keegan? I'll tell you what it is, Father John. Feemy and her father and I won't have the roof over our heads shortly with such natural friends as we have. God knows where I'm going to make out the money by next November, let alone what's to come after that anything better than borrowing from usher my boy be sure bad as the time is the rent's more than pay flannelly's interest money anyhow i wish you had to collect them then father john and then you'd see how plentiful they are besides little as is spent or as there is to spend up above there we can't live altogether for nothing no Thady, the lord knows we can none of us do that and to tell you the truth now only I stopped the words in your throat about poor Femi's business. Weren't you just going to be dunning me for the bit of rent out with it now? Uh, it's little heart I have now to be saying to you what I was going to do for my soul sick within me, and with all the troubles that are on me. And if it weren't for Femi then, Father John, bad as I know I've been to her, leaving her all alone there in Ballycloran with her novels and her trash, if it weren't for her, it's little I'd mind about ballycloran. There's them still as wouldn't let the old man want to stir about, and his tumbler of punch, bad as they are all to us, and for me, I'd strike one blow for the country, and then, if I were hung, or shot, or murdered, or any way, devil a care, but I couldn't bear to see the house taken off her, and she to lose the respect of the country entirely, and the name of MacDermot still on her. Oh, nonsense, Tatie! about blows for your country and getting hung and murdered. You're very fond of being hung in theory, but wait till you've tried it in practice, my boy. Maybe I may. There may be many things to try me. Oh, bother Tatie, stop your nonsense now. Go up to your sister, have your talk well out with her, and then come down to me. Judy McCann has got the best half a goose and there's a fine bit of cold ham. Or any way, there ought to be as ever frightened a Jew, and when you get a tumbler of punch in you and have told me all you've said to Feemy and all Feemy said to you, why then you can begin to done in earnest, and we'll talk over how we'll make out the rent. No, Father John, I'd rather not be coming down, but it's yes, Father John, and I'm not saying what you'd rather do, but showing you your duties so at five, Teddy, you'll be down. And see what sort of a mess Judy makes of the goose. There was no gainsaying this, so tatie darted off for Ballycloran, and Father John once more set about performing his parochial duties. End of section six. Father John, Part One.